0: I sound like I have been smoking and I'm drunk.
1: I think when you adopt that tone, yes.
0: But I wasn't adopted. Like that was me trying to like sound better.
1: I think that you sound a little weird right now. I
0: sound. I'm trying to sound
1: <laughs>
0: pr- pronounced.
1: You are very pronounced.
0: I'm trying to be more enunciated as an individual.
1: Welcome into the studio today. One of the top pronouncements and enunciators in the field currently working today. <laughs> hi hi Hi. welcome to studio 11
0: thanks for having me
1: you're very welcome
0: uh i just want to check you can hear me fine
1: i can hear you just fine but that's because i'm just sitting right across from you and i'm (laughs) listening with my ears oh that's funny (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's like some like asmr shit yeah
1: Speaking of the mic, that's it's on. Oh. We're rolling.
0: We're currently rolling. Hey everybody. Lights, camera. This is now a musical podcast.
1: Action, begin. Begin. Command.
0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Sugar Facts, season three, episode three.
1: <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You oh, well, are on it. We're
0: already on the third one of the season.
1: Yeah, we're on the third episode Great. of the third season.
0: I feel like there's like this mandatory chat at the beginning of every podcast we've ever We done. don't have like, to pretend, every you know? Every episode we've ever done, yeah. we have the exact same conversation in the first few minutes. Do we? Wow, I can't believe we're oh. on episode seven. Oh, and <laughs> of season three. Yeah, well, here we go. and da-da-da. Do you think it's because we don't know how to start an episode? <laughs>
1: No, I think that that was, uh, we just got stuck, you know, on that track. We can start it in a different way. Yeah, we can do
0: it. Okay, well, let's start again.
1: Okay, so it's it's season three, episode three. Big fucking deal.
0: (laughs) I think it's too many.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I wish we'd stopped (laughs) 37 episodes ago. (laughs) <laughs> we wouldn't be currently in the situation we're in now.
0: Sorry everyone that you already listened to another one.
1: We accidentally started a podcast and now we can't stop. We can't stop. We, we tra- don't know how the, to stop. The
0: train is racing down the tracks. Yeah. The brakes have been cut. Not even broken, they've been cut. They've been
1: cut, yeah. <laughs> Sabotage.
0: Yeah, so here we are, everyone. Um we're doing I just did it again. You talk, I don't want to talk anymore. I'm giving up.
1: Um, okay. No,
0: don't.
1: So yeah. Anyway, it's a book club. I mean, presumably they they know this already. What if he, what if what if you made us to drink?
0: This is rosemary mead
1: with oh, ginger cool. beer. Whoa. We made both of these things, by the way. No. We...
0: Ginger
1: beer is from a can. Oh, ginger ale. Ginger ale.
0: Oh my god.
1: Could have just used our ginger beer that we made. Wonder... No,
0: we've made like one liter.
1: That's refreshing. It's grassy.
0: It's the rosemary. Irby.
1: Yeah, it's herby. It's the
0: rosemary.
1: I like it though. Do you like it?
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice way to start the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice way to start well uh, honestly, I mean all the only alcohol in here is the mead.
0: Which is quite strong alcohol. Yeah, though.
1: it's strong alcohol, sure, but
0: that's why I diluted it down with the ginger ale. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how did this is like this is like uh, people have been starting their day with mead for millennia.
0: <laughs> Hi guys, welcome <laughs> to season three of Sugar Facts where we try to justify our alcoholism. <laughs>
1: All right, anyway, let's do a quick shot. Yeah. (laughs) So this is... um, What have you made? Well, you guess what it is. You requested something light.
0: Ooh, syrupy. Isn't that
1: nice? Just doing a shot of maple syrup. Smells like
0: elderflower?
1: You're not right.
0: Smells like fairies.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Ground up fairies. (laughs) What
0: the fuck is this?
1: Well, let's do it. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. Let's do that again. Let's do it maybe in front of the mic.
0: Okay. My (laughs) mic?
1: Let's try it again. Why do you? What are you doing? What
0: are you doing? Just slam them. Three, two, one, chips.
1: Yeah, good enough. All right, let's do it. Mm-mm. What is that? Peach liqueur. Oh, yammo. Yeah, no. Isn't that nice?
0: Yeah, I was right about the fairies.
1: Yeah, some ground up fairies.
0: Great. Squeeze, yeah, that was a great fresh start. Fresh squeeze fairies. Great start to the day. Oh, well, it's almost midday, so it's okay that we're drinking, I yeah. guess. Also, it's fucking lockdown, so what else are we supposed to fucking we gonna do? What else are going to do? Yeah,
1: somebody's got to drink all this booze that we made. <laughs>
0: Well, Brian, do let's you want get to into first? it.
1: No, I'd like you to go first. Okay. While you talk, I will be focusing on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so I will be listening and offering pithy little comments.
0: So one of the subjects of this month uh, is conspiracy theories and extremism. So I'm now going to talk about conspiracy theories and extremism. <laughs>
1: Great. I'm just checking that Max is doing his job.
0: Okay. Great. Seems to be. Seems to be doing that. So, Brian, how would you define a conspiracy theory?
1: How would I define a conspiracy yeah. theory? Well, that's okay. Are you asking me how I would define a conspiracy theory, or how I would define not a conspiracy, a conspiracy.
0: theory? A conspiracy theory. What did I say? Conspiracy.
1: So you're not asking me how I would define a conspiracy.
0: Oh my god, fine, just define, define a conspiracy. No,
1: I just want to know. They're define a conspiracy. You
0: clearly want to define a conspiracy. <laughs> I,
1: I would love it. I would love to define a conspiracy. Oh I think it's I think it's two or more people working in collusion to to get what they want through sort of like secretive, nefarious in, in secretive and nefarious
0: ways. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um so then a conspiracy theory would be the explanation for an event or a situation that invokes a conspiracy, yeah, as per your definition. I
1: guess right. So like, oh, they're all they're turning all the frogs gay.
0: Right, that's one.
1: That is one. <laughs>
0: um, exactly. So uh, conspiracy theories in general, where. I mean, it feels like, I know I haven't been alive long enough to make some sort of like historical trend prediction, but it feels like conspiracy theories are more prevalent now. Like, I feel like I'm having more conversations about conspiracy theories than I was five years ago. Uh,
1: A thousand percent.
0: And it's really weird to imagine that there used to be a time where I didn't have to like argue about some crazy fucking shit
1: here's what here's the thing that I've noticed in my life they've definitely picked up like the pace of conspiracy theories has picked picked up and the number of people who ascribe to them however I distinctly remember um, when I was when I was young when I was probably seven or eight I had um, my best friend at the time his family were and I don't mean anything you know pejorative here but
0: black <laughs> <laughs>
1: no no Sorry. quite quite the opposite they were they were white trash
0: oh okay
1: and they were they were virulent racists like oh like astonishingly so like oh like the number of times they would just drop the n-word and every other racial epithet it was it was astonishing I'm
0: when I was a kid I just really thought that was something that had been relegated to history yeah. I just was like man in the past right. people didn't like people based on their skin color and then as I grew up and I realized people still thought that way I was yeah. like why
1: oh they were awful, why? awful, so awful people even at seven I was like your family is fucked but your dude. friend wasn't like that No, because he was seven. You know what I mean, right? Like, but you
0: can learn that behavior.
1: Oh, I'm sure he grew up to be that, right? Most definitely. We didn't. We didn't hang out much, much longer than a few years. Um. But um, anyway, my I'm leading up to. I remember. Okay, so so now the, 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 the like white trash, and they were dumb. They were they were surprisingly stupid people, and um, I remember like they were always talking about conspiracy theories. Right. One of them was um this isn't really a conspiracy theory but this shows you how dumb they were so like and it stuck with me though for my whole life like I still have to think about it they they, they believe that like the ends of a carrot Mm -hmm. like you had to you had to cut like a a good like inch off the end of a carrot otherwise you'd get cancer what? (laughs) <laughs> to this day when I cut carrots, I'm always, like, hesitant. I'm like, I don't know. Do I risk it? Do I no, want that that's cancer? That's so bizarre. Um, so that was just an example of them of their
0: and also just gullibility, too. Like, but but to why, though? You know, like, based on what? Like, because that's the part of the carrot that's closest to the water table? And I, I towards, don't know. What's in no. the end of a carrot that's not in the rest of the cat? You
1: know, I should look it up. I wonder if that was just particular to the, that family. That family. But, but the But I remember, like, there was a couple big... So they would, they were they would be in that, like they would just, they were just into everything, like the whole like um chariot of the gods stuff. You What's know about that? that? That's like oh, aliens built the pyramids and stuff, oh, right. and all okay. that stuff. Like, I didn't know that
0: had a name.
1: Well, there was a book called Chariots of the Gods. Oh, okay. By some guy named Eric Von Daniken, I think.
0: So casually, you just brought that author's name off the top of your head Well,
1: I just remembered it
0: That's right. That's
1: how memory works Good on you <laughs> Yeah. Very anyway. impressive, I'm
0: genuinely impressed with that I can't remember fucking shit
1: Yeah, but I, I don't remember things either Okay, okay we're, we're, the, we're, we're the same <laughs> I'm just trying to be more relatable <laughs>
0: Okay, I'll I'll continue. <laughs>
1: if, yeah, yeah. If you, anyway, why did I br- why did I bring that up though? Oh, because, because you said
0: I, I feel like it's on the rise. It's and on the like, rise, although you were exposed to it when you were kid. I do were.
1: feel like yeah. it was it's always been there. Um, but Maybe obviously,
0: platform. Well, well it's the oh, let's get into it. It's I've done Internet. a little bit of, uh, I've done some some research on it this week. So uh, okay, cool. Let's take
1: funny. take it away. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so conspiracy theories, uh, you'll already know this they increase individuals feelings of anxiety distrust towards institutions feelings of powerlessness all of which may increase one's propensity for radical violent extremism so obviously right we're not just talking about conspiracy theories right Right. now we're trying to find the link to extremism
1: yeah so so
0: this is the way in which conspiracy theories can sort of lay the groundwork for someone to become an extremist already half of americans believe in at least one conspiracy and which is unsurprising and changing people's conspiracy beliefs is very difficult notoriously difficult so it basically the conventional wisdom is it's quite common Mm -hmm. but once you believe in a conspiracy theory like how do you how do you convince someone out of that right especially because it's It's so much to do with, like, learned knowledge. It's like, well, you Mm. think that. Of course you think that. Like, when we've had our joke arguments about whether or not humans landed on the moon Mm -hmm. or America, like, landed on the moon. Right. It's like, well, of course you think that they did. You're like, but I saw the video. It's like, yeah, of course you saw the video. They doctored the video. Like, how do you argue against that when it's... And the real crux of the discussion is, like, where do you get your information from? Well, it's unreliable. True. You know? Like, you're basically talking from two different planets that don't even, like have the same ecosystem and trying to discuss what a flower looks like.
1: Well, have you, have you ever, um, had your mind changed?
0: About a conspiracy theory?
1: Not necessarily that. I mean, have you ever.
0: Oh, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say like the biggest one for me was I was religious and now I'm not.
1: Okay. Right. So, so what was it that? people do
0: change their minds, but again, that wasn't like I got convinced out of it. Either, oh, is way, that right? either well, way, you can't really get convinced. You, no, that's not really how you, weren't, you do You not you
1: weren't, you weren't convinced out of it.
0: No, I think as in like someone didn't make like a good, strong enough argument. And then I was like, actually, you're right. Maybe I'm not religious anymore. But It was like a slow incremental like, well, hang on a second. That doesn't line up with what I'm saying or that doesn't Mm. sit well with me. A lot of it's quite instinctual. Like it just doesn't, it either sits well with you or it doesn't sit well with you. And how do you educate that? Mm -hmm. Like, Religion sits well with a lot of people. They believe it and they practice it and they want to keep practicing it. And how can you come up and be like, mm, "It's not true"? It's like, well, that doesn't. That's not how I. That's not how I feel about it. Right. Okay. So we already know that conspiracy theories tend to make someone more like anxious and paranoid and anti-institution, um, and also because of the closed, self-referential thought processes that conspiracists employ people who believe in one conspiracy theory are more likely to believe in others, which I found very interesting. So this is even like, if it's conflicting narratives, which we were kind of talking about earlier Mm -hmm. and this like, seemingly a, m- a little recognition of the dissonance between conflicting narratives. Like if you believe in one conspiracy theory and then another one that conflicts with it, you're not really aware of it because you're not being trained to think that way. So if, yes. for example, there's this, uh, uh, this study that found that the more strongly people believe in conspiracy theories, the, the more likely they are to endorse a simultaneously conflicting narrative events. Which hmm. makes sense. The more passionate someone is in general, the more likely they to be passionate about other things and therefore probably like blinded to Okay,
1: right. Which yeah. you know
0: you could, could be said of like lefties and sure. conservatives, like fucking anyone. So for example, participants who believed that Princess Diana faked her own death were also more likely to believe she had been murdered. In the same way, participants who more strongly endorse the conspiracy theory that bin Laden was shot dead before the Navy SEALs raid uh, were also more likely to believe that he was still alive. So basically, you just don't believe the prevailing narrative. And
1: that's that's what I find so goddamn frustrating, though. You know, you're just like, surely sometimes it's got to be true, even in your crazy view of things. Once in a while, like things just are the way they seem
0: right exactly but, but
1: never no never but
0: if you're a consp- if you're someone who is prone to believing conspiracy yeah. theories your primary worldview is that the government's lying to you mm-hmm. it's not the individual narratives that really matter like I could believe in this right. individual narrative tomorrow and another one next week what's important and what does not change is that I do not trust what the government is telling me right so that's sort of an an it overview of conspiracy theories in general but when it comes to extremism i mean like i've got heaps of stuff i could talk about it just depends what we want to talk about so there's uh one paper that looked at um extremism and like and uh muslims uh-huh. and, uh, muslim extremism and conspiracy theories and then i i also did some research into QAnon as kind of a are oh, definitely not Muslim conspiracy theory pocket. So this let's call QAnon maybe Christian conspiracy theorism theories yeah, right for, now for, in for Australia in the US, um, and then. There's also uh, Muslim extremism and conspiracy theories. Okay,
1: let's talk about some Muslim extremism okay. and, expir- and conspiracy theories.
0: Okay, so this was uh, looked I at- feel like they've been,
1: they've been let off the hook too, too long.
0: Right, exactly. Let's get them. <laughs> uh, so this is a research paper out of the University of North Florida. And so what they did is they, um, they wanted to ex- examine and compare conspiracy theory use between violent in- extremists nonviolent extremists and moderates so they were just trying to understand who uses conspiracy theories more as mm. a tool and so they found obviously that radical violent extremists were much more likely than the other groups to use conspiracy theories to invoke kind of like they, they called it nfcc need for cognitive closure
1: mm. okay um, what does that mean
0: Great, great question. It's basically like a desire for one's life to have meaning.
1: Okay, right. Wrap so, it all up in a neat bow.
0: Yeah, so they were, they were more likely to use conspiracy theories to sort of rapidly, uh, to, to, to hasten that process for members. Like, this is what gives your life meaning, and we're going to use conspiracy theories to, like, convince you of that faster, so that mm. you can go and blow up that thing faster. Uh, but they were less likely the nonviolent groups to elicit do you know this word no. a-n-o-n-i-e an- Enemy. Anime. Anime.
1: i've heard of it but i don't actually know what it means can i guess yeah well i had a friend actually her name was nomi <laughs> so is it just one of her <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> is that a nomi over there no that's a that's a cheryl i'm an idiot i'm it's sorry it's basically
0: like uprooting moral values is
1: that what, it, is yes. that, what that means
0: yeah basically so it's like social breakdown by uprooting moral values. So so basically the idea is, it's, it's quite interesting, Extreme, violent extremists will use uh, conspiracy theories to get you on board, uh, whereas nonviolent groups uh, are more likely to force you to like uproot your moral values so that you join the group.
1: Nonviolent groups are more likely to do that. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, extremists yeah for example jihadi organizations argue that it's the duty of all muslims to fight against western hegemony uh, in the region, uh, a deceased spokesman of ISIS once said, This is a quote uh, The time has come for those generations that were drowning in oceans of disgrace, being nursed on the milk of humiliation, and being ruled by the vilest of all people after their long slumber in the darkness of neglect. The time has come for them to rise. So, this is basically ISIS explicitly imploring potential recruits as victims of of injustice Mm -hmm. or inaction is continued humiliation and violence is the only way to gain lost stature so you can see how this would be convincing for people if this is like the message that you're being fed you can see that if you start to actually adopt this position of like Actually, you're right. The West has shut on us for generations and generations. It's time for us to rise up. Right. And you're being told, well, the only way to rise up and fight back is through violence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How unlikely are you to take up arms? Right. yeah
1: no because i mean i think we would both agree that 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 they have a point
0: right exactly and i think you know it's similar we we've sort of looked at this in the good terrorist it's not that then they believe it all the way to the end Mm. but it gets them in the door and once you're in the door it's very hard to leave right so once you have been radicalized even if you start to have doubts about the process you start to have doubts about management Mm. different people's uh, motivations and whether or not something is eff- effective like effective or even like in line with your morals. It's too late, you're part of the group. You don't really have a choice. Right. I just found that very interesting to think about. Because a lot of like deradicalization is very like focused on how do you change people's minds, which is important. But a lot of it is also like we don't actually know how many people join Isis and then massively regret it like right. How soon they do and and whether or not they would have left if they had an avenue out of it
1: so you're saying that the reason it's so hard to 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 leave is because well, of it's like actual dynamics. danger
0: well yeah but also that's how groups work right like once you're in you're in yeah. and if you leave who where are you going to go that's
1: true yeah you don't have another group that you can no
0: one's call back take
1: on you. right yeah that's a, that's a good thing and point.
0: you might still kind of believe it but you're just hoping it gets better I wonder like, if like this is like Jihadi John, who is this American yeah. guy? Was he J- Jihadi John or something? I, I
1: think so. Yeah.
0: And so his there was this really awesome episode on you're wrong about about Jihadi John.
1: Oh, okay, wow. So you
0: should listen to that if yeah. you wanted to. But basically, the guy was basically more of a scholar than anything. He Literally. was more of like a hippie scholar. Uh-huh. And then he sort of got entangled and was like kept going deeper and deeper because he also had nowhere else to go. And so by the time that he was arrested for his involvement, mm. yeah, he was like not even into it. It's oh, really? just was like, what else was I gonna do? I lived there. They like
1: Yeah, right. I
0: wasn't going home, I was he was like studying the language, he was studying the Quran, like
1: And then he's empathizing with the people around him. He's and, empathizing and, yeah. with what they're saying. Right, exactly. Right. I could I could see myself slipping into something like that.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean you he's know? gonna go and bomb a kindergarten right. but he's joined an organization that bombs kindergartens. Right. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that would be problematic.
0: Just like everything.
1: Not everything's about bombing kindergartens.
0: <laughs> That's true. You should put that on a t shirt.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should drop a bunch of those shirts should over to th- Afghanistan. Burgers? How much would it sugar cost to charter?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not everything's about bombing kindergartens, JG guys. Hearts
0: and <laughs> Just
1: That's thought you should know.
0: Um,
1: I wonder if, like, but, like, you know, they have these um, cult deprogrammers. Right. I wonder, like, what methods do they use? And I wonder also how effective they are. I don't know much about it, but um, I've heard the term. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, it's very similar to what is being done, for sure, in, like, counterterrorism stuff. Like, they are de-radicalization units, but it's so – it's in its infancy. See, we're still we're, we're, I feel <clears throat> it's kind of exciting, is it? Mm-hmm. Like, warfare is changing from – okay, yes, terrorism is bringing the threat within our borders right. in a way that has never happened before. But it also means we're no longer approaching warfare all the time. Of course, we still are in a lot of places. But this kind of counterterrorism stuff where they're de-radicalizing people within their own borders is because it's like, well, we're not trying to just, like, kill people all the time anymore.
1: Well, that's my question, though. So, I mean, is it... Because if, if you what you're talking about is almost... Or perhaps exactly the same as like being in a cult, right? right. In, in the sense that you've now had your brain rewired to, to, right. to some degree. Or
0: you're maybe already sympathetic to the cause, but you've, you've been tightened. You, the grip of the idea is tightened on you because you're also losing your ability to think for yourself.
1: Right. So then, so then, it, so then it's, maybe it's not as so simple though, because like you would, you would think like, okay, if, if the reason that everyone's joining this radical group is because they have these grievances against the West, mm. well, then if the West just changes their behavior and, like, changed conditions there for people and, and, and start doing so good things... So that's not what I'm saying. Well, no. Oh. I'm just But, no, right. I'm just saying, like, like if, if someone's, like, had their brain rewired, that's not going to do it.
0: Right. So that's why, like, counterterrorism work, it's still so, like, first generation, but they're trying to... Uh, figure out how to bring people back from the brink.
1: Yeah. So what? So how do you educate?
0: Well, I I briefly go into the QAnon research that I did, and then I watched this really interesting um video or an interview with Dr. Natalie James. She's the head of the counter extremism research unit in the U.S. And she had some sort of maybe like concrete stuff that they're working on and advice for people like you and me. Okay. Cool. So very quickly, QAnon. Is it? Am I talking too much? Do you want to do your thing? No,
1: no. I, my thing is going to be like four minutes long.
0: Okay, great. Uh, let's, KKK. That's it.
1: Bad dudes. <laughs> That's
0: how I prefer it, too, if yeah. I'm talking most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what about QAnon? What about him? What do you know about QAnon?
1: Well, it seems like it started. Did it start as an American thing? It must yeah, have, for right? Sure. It must have. Yeah, their basic thing is that there's this mysterious figure who goes by the handle of Q. And uh, at least before, like he would, he would send out these like coded messages,
0: yeah, drops. and then
1: yeah, the drops, the cue drops, and then you would have to sort of figure out what he meant. But most of it was related to the fact that they believe that liberals, Democrats in particular, are part of some sort of like worldwide pedophile sex trafficking thing yeah satan
0: worshipping. satan worshipping
1: sex traffickers who drink the blood of children to yeah. get adrenochrome which will let them live forever <laughs> it's
0: fucking crazy yeah and i mean it makes perfect it's, sense it's literally insane and uh <laughs> the former president donald trump is fighting a secret war against this
1: oh that's body. right like, yeah, like yeah. trump is yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. the messiah of right the right the man who wants to literally fuck his daughter <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: Yep. Um, that guy. That's
0: such a good way to put that. Uh yeah, exactly. So uh as the QAnon movement has become more culturally significant, so for example, I feel like it really was like, oh shit, this thing has teeth was the Jan 6 attack on the Capitol Hill Yeah. When it turned out that like Q sub QAnon believers were like a major part of that demographic. Could do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So surveys have attempted to identify just how many Americans believe in this particular conspiracy Mm -hmm. so it's becoming increasingly apparent that this movement has attracted a number of white evangelical christians Mm -hmm. which could have implications for the movement's future uh so for example evangelicals played an important role in shoring up the tea party's growth and influence so evangelicals are a powerful group they They can make or break political parties in the u.s
1: but see don't you think this is why someone like me particularly because i'm american like i would have a slightly more aggressive anti-religious vibe
0: right because you grow up somewhere where like religion rules
1: right so yeah yeah. just try to see things from my point of view
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so there's the uh there's like an annual american perspective survey so the january Mm -hmm. 2021 american perspective survey uh asked this question or gave this statement to respondents donald trump has been secretly fighting a group of child sex traffickers that include prominent democrats and hollywood elites right? so that's a statement only 15 percent of americans believe it
1: okay only 15 quite high <laughs> yeah it's uh, millions of however, people however
0: however only 40 percent Forty-two percent of Americans reject the conspiracy as being inaccurate, while forty-one percent report being uncertain about Dear it.
1: Dear God! So
0: forty-one percent are uncertain. Fifteen percent believe it.
1: Wow! So the majority of the <laughs> so people. So
0: many people on the fence. Yeah. Like that's so crazy. That's
1: like a hundred million people. Yeah. One hundred fifty million people. Jesus.
0: Of the respondents who rated that statement as mostly or completely accurate, twenty-seven percent were white evangelical Christians. Okay. Thirty one percent of white evangelical r- Republicans rated the statement as mostly or completely accurate. So, like a third of white evangelical Republicans believe that statement.
1: What if they're all just trolling us?
0: Uh, you hope yeah. so, right?
1: They're just trying to own it's, the libs.
0: It's <laughs> get us all worked out. Up, yeah, up about exactly. So they can focus on dismantling uh, social security. <laughs> so that's QAnon. Uh the point being that mm. it's headed. It's already a very extreme. Uh, it's an extreme thing. Mm-hmm. What? what am I trying to say? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Extremism.
1: <laughs> you guys look it up.
0: You guys Google it. So the final thing, what I'll leave you with yeah. was this interview with Dr. Natalie James, head of the Counter-Extremism Research Unit at Center for Analysis of the Radical Right. Okay. So she is a anti-extremism guru. She talks about QAnon and extremists as an extremist recruitment tool. This is very interesting. Great replace, she said. Great replacement theory and racism in general are already conspiracy theories. Sure. Which makes... I'd never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. Like, if we've just said, if you believe one conspiracy, you're more likely to believe the other. If you are racist, you're more likely to believe conspiracy theory. Because racism is a conspiracy theory in in the first place. Sure. Because you're believing that some other group is, like, a threat to you. Great replacement theory is that the white race is dying.
1: Yeah. But that's... Yeah, anyway, sorry. What? No, no, I was just going to go on a tangent about Tucker Carlson. Never mind.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, she says that QAnon isn't solely responsible for the rise in right-wing extremism, but they're definitely linked. You can't mm. really blame it in isolation. The groundwork has been laid for years, she said. So politics of exclusion, the idea of relative depredation, loss, de- deprivation, loss of power. People in general are feeling disgruntled by their situation in life. And conspiracy theories are able to feed into an existing sense of frustration and distrust of the state. So frustration came first. Conspiracy theories are just breeding in that putrid water.
1: I like the idea though that it's it's like the like the the dark side of like intersectionality, where it's like we've got um, what we've done here is we've united the misogynist, the racist. Um, you know yeah. the fucking just insane people, like you know, and we've we we we've just brought them all together.
0: Yeah, and then and then uh, generally declining economic conditions across the state yeah. are now fertilizing those disgusting that mm. little cross section, and now they're morphing. We're or I'm them not, I don't know. More I
1: mean, bad. maybe maybe, but here's a hopeful take on this. Hopeful. I mean, maybe January 6th was just like the the the. the, the the climax of it because the idea, I mean like the Q thing, I'm not saying they're gone. They're certainly still there, but like, I I do feel like in the months since then, you don't hear as much about like, there's, I don't think like the Q drops are happening anymore. Are they?
0: Yeah. There's been a couple of, I think the, I think the latest thing is like, they think they've unmasked Q.
1: I right, think there's something
0: yeah. to do with
1: like, some dude that was running 4chan or something
0: exactly right? I think that is becoming a bit more thing but, the, but it doesn't matter people already believe this shit they don't they yeah. don't need Q to hate the government and no, that's trust tr- the government
1: that's true that's
0: and true. even if Q is unmasked I don't think people will suddenly be like actually you know what maybe the government does have a handle on it and maybe we can trust what the people in authority are saying
1: no but if but if they're being deplatformed if they're being denied it's like, all as big of a voice. shit
0: I don't Buy it at no. all? I think people are just going to start going to parallel platforms right they, they can talk uh, to and it like hasn't That hasn't
1: been the case with Trump. I mean, Trump, Trump got booted off of Twitter and booted yeah, off of and Facebook. His blog died. His blog died. I mean, he's kind of a pathetic figure. I mean, he was always a pathetic figure, but even amongst like people that would have been sort of amenable to him, I feel like he's not cutting a really heroic figure anymore. Don't you think? Like, like if you deprive these groups of I oxygen, think he still
0: has quite a prominent position in
1: he does. Republican Party. He does, but like, I don't
0: think he's le- I don't think Republicans feel like he's not around anymore. Like no, no didn't neither. they just boot out the third in charge because she said the election wasn't rigged?
1: Yeah, but 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 this might just be death throws though. I mean I'm I'm being very um optimistic sure. here. I don't necessarily believe any of this. I'm just imagining. You're
0: just wondering. I'm yeah, just no, wondering. So.
1: Like it would be a nice thing if it, if it turned out that like Okay, so they've they you're right. They have all maintained their allegiance to him, but it may end up costing them, and mm-hmm. and, 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 and and if he continues to fucking be a albatross around their neck, like he, he might just drag them all down. Yeah. And then we and then we get to watch and we just be like, wow, that was stupid. Why'd you guys fucking do that?
0: But here's the thing, though, people are allowed to have concerns about what they've got concerns about. Like, yeah. As in, so. These are a lot of people on the right mm. are voicing legitimate concerns about immigration. They have legitimate concerns about child exploitation, legitimate concerns sure. about like economic disparity. You can't. It's not you. It's no. not your place. It's not my place. It's right. not our place to tell people that they're not allowed to be worried about the things. I don't that they're believe worried that. About.
1: I don't believe that they're actually worried about the things that they say they're worried about. I don't believe it because if you really believed in. In those things Like you wouldn't be Supporting the people That you're supporting Like for example Like take like You know Religious people Concerned about family values Right You wouldn't Fucking support Donald Trump That's true So I don't believe it I don't believe That they really Support those things Mm. You know
0: I think sometimes Believing that those people Actually believe those things That's like the hardest part
1: But you know what The thing is though It's like Like We already talked about this before But it's worth Bringing up again Mm -hmm. Um yeah, like, so the whole narrative was like, we just we just got to understand Trump supporters. You know, this is all about economic insecurity. Sure. And then meanwhile, it's like, there's the Charlton fucking rally. There's all this like- Sure. Overtly racist hate, white hate, nationalist hate. shit. And you're like, oh, wow, look at that. Look at those yeah, poor economically insecure people. Yeah, to still be people.
0: empathetic for those people. I know. I know what
1: you're saying. No, I, I'm, what I'm saying is like, I think it's a false narrative. I don't think that, I think that it's comforting to think that- yeah, because that's such a, like, a liberal thing to do, right? We, we always got to, like, look at things from the other side. We always got to try to understand, right? So it's like, look, you know, I mean, they're angry, but why are they angry? Well, you know, I mean, a lot of them, you know, lost their jobs and they are just insecure. And, like, you know, yeah, that, and they don't really, like, believe this other stuff. It's just an expression. You're like, well, meanwhile... Like, synagogues are getting fucking bombed, and like, horrific. you know, pr- protesters are getting run down. And meanwhile, like, they're electing politicians who make laws that say it's okay to run down protesters. Yeah. So I'm, God, I'm just sick of trying to fucking understand. Like, at some point, it's like, okay, fine, you want to fight, then let's fucking fight.
0: But that doesn't solve anything either.
1: Maybe, if we just fucking get rid I of them think. all. <laughs> Yay, extremism, I'm converted, I'm convinced
0: I'm converted to my side of the fence of extremism
1: So Joe is right, it's the only way forward Violent extremism, you heard it here first
0: So what I'm trying to say with all of this Is basically like that the distrust is already there Like the, yeah. the land is already fertile For reasons of economic insecurity mm-hmm. Or other reasons Okay fine obviously Maybe some people are just fucking racist They mm-hmm. were raised in a racist family They don't like people that don't look like them And so they're already racist mm-hmm. That's not about giving them an excuse It's just being like Where is it coming from That then a seed of conspiracy theory Is able to take root Sure And thrive Yeah I'm really pushing that uh, metaphor home. The seeds? The seeds and the soil yeah. and fertility. and So how to approach conversations with conspiracy theorists. Ooh, I'm going
1: to need to this. You do need this.
0: Uh, I don't have a lot of hope given what we were just talking about, <laughs> <laughs> which ended in you basically calling for another civil war.
1: Wait, so you shouldn't start let – me, let me just get it. You shouldn't start the conversation with just shut the fuck up, you dumb asshole. Is that – I'm going to guess that that's not Yeah, Dr.
0: James did not say that. So she she said that there hasn't been much research done on turning people back from belief in conspiracy theories. It's not really... It's very new science, new psychology. But there are some lessons from counter-extremism policy. It's not about telling people... So number one, it's not about telling people they don't have the right to think or feel the way that they do. You can't silence someone just because what they are saying is wrong. Mm -hmm. So... It's not about saying like, oh, well, you believe what you believe. Right. It's, it's purely saying like, you can think that what they're saying is factually wrong, but you shouldn't silence them because of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, the point is to create meaningful dialogue and relate to a trusted figure not someone linked to authority. So for example, when I was talking to my friend the other day about mm-hmm. COVID stuff, right. and then I referenced the world health organization immediately, that's like a, not a red rag to a bull in a crazy way, but like that was, that was never going to get anywhere with her. Right, because right. She fundamentally doesn't believe in the world health organization. Right. But if I were to be able to bring up a trusted figure that she actually did believe like who though, but that's what I mean. That's why it's tricky. Yeah. But that's why you have to spend time with these people. You have to try like try to understand where these people are coming from.
1: What if he really, ca- I mean, yeah, I, I hear, I hear that. Try. But what if there's not, I mean, how, like, seriously, like what trusted figure could you have appealed to that, that she wouldn't have been like, Oh, that guy's bought and paid Well, for. that's
0: why I said like doctors and nurses on TikTok.
1: But didn't she respond by basically she insinuating? She didn't have anything to say to that. Okay. She so didn't she have didn't have imply that. that they were all in on it.
0: No, she okay. didn't have anything to say to that because that's a hard one to argue against. Doctors and yeah. nurses are typically trusted figures in right. society, and if they are taking to their own social media platforms, where they're not clearly not being mouthpieces for the state, and they're crying and they're giving interviews but, and they're saying like, "This is horrible, this is horrible." Please wear a mask. Right. Please stay inside. But they've been
1: indoctrinated, though. You could argue. You could, try, I mean, yeah. Couldn't you just say that? You could just be for like,
0: "Working in the emergency." I believe they're
1: sincere, but they are just been given false information. Right,
0: but then it's like worth a try. But the point is like. That was more convincing than bringing up the world. Health That's Health why, Health why
1: I always use Gandhi, actually. You're the worst person. I always bring up Gandhi. Uh,
0: finally, the big important thing is you need to provide people with a meaningful outlet to voice their concerns. Okay. I know you hate that. No, stuff. no, no. What do you As mean As a bar that? owner.
1: Oh. I don't, I don't mind it if if we both have like a sort of sense of humor about the whole thing. It's, it's rare though Because people get People A people are drunk So they're I they're, yeah, know they're not like the best Yeah but you know and they get That's why we try to do things. Our
0: podcast sober everyone
1: Yep <laughs> Alright well that was uh, Interesting Okay To say you. the least
0: Yeah that's a lot I feel like This podcast was Me 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 me
1: Well the good news is Maybe the next just, one i might do a... like nothing No don't do that I don't have a lot here Okay I'm going to talk about Your favorite organization
0: The KKK, the KKK.
1: <laughs>
0: Such a great way To slam someone Because it's vague enough Yeah You know it's like Well maybe it's their favorite Because they like Really like reading about it I don't
1: think that's what It was implied though
0: Yeah It was good
1: Yeah um, So this is the organization Known as the Ku Klux Klan Which um, started in Where do you think it started?
0: Nebraska
1: Pretty close Tennessee
0: Huh
1: Yeah Started by whom? Would you imagine?
0: Is his name David.
1: <laughs> it was not David. Just a bunch of Confederate veterans. Oh, we don't know the names. Well, the, there was one guy actually. Wait,
0: is it? Was it straight out of the Civil War?
1: Right after, yeah.
0: Fuck. Well,
1: that's the whole it's Reconstruction
0: thing. an old.
1: Thing. So it started out. It started out, like, just a sort of a dorky, like, you know, secret society, like, with little secret handshakes, and, like, you know, they were. Would...
0: Was there a racial element at all? I mean,
1: immediately there was, yeah. But, I mean, at first, it was more just, like, let's get together and talk about how much we hate black, black people, right? right? And then, soon after that, it became, like, a paramilitary group that, you know, <laughs> but it was all, it was the, the, so that was the first iteration of it, was okay. Confederate soldiers after the Civil War... Unhappy that things were looking up for Black folks, yes. <laughs> they were not pleased by that. I mean, basically, so their their first big guy was this Confederate uh, general Nathan Bedford Forrest. He was the first Grand Wizard. There's, I watched the documentary about it too. So, like, there's different um, titles. There's wizards. I think there's. Um, Oh, it's just so geeky. Like, like if they weren't so evil, like it would right. just be like larping. It would just be like a bunch right, right, right. of people playing D anD D in the forest with
0: their like capes and yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, and then there's like different color. Like if you got a blue thing, you're a certain level. If you're red, you're a different level, right? It just yeah, That's but like they a- are.
0: It's weird that you can be like, you know, this obviously isn't what happens in the movies, but you can be like an evil bad guy and a massive loser at the same time.
1: Well, I think they often go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think Yeah. Very much so.
0: It's like bumbling. <coughs> I felt that reading them. And then he's like, oh, right? K okay, K. Okay, okay. It's like bumbling idiots. Yeah. But Even also dangerous together.
1: That's like, read like the rise and fall of the third Reich or any kind of like in-depth look at like the Nazis. Right. Like, like, yeah, the, the actual personalities behind it all were idiots it's complete fucking buffoons
0: i mean it just goes to show you that alone you can do nothing but with the help of your friends you can achieve
1: that's really inspiring joe you can
0: move mountains
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's really inspiring hey so kkk people just enlarge your circle nathan bedford forrest Big guy He was um, They made plenty of statues of him in this house So like The, the recent controversy about like Toppling statues yeah. and stuff Like, But his
0: whole thing was the KKK
1: Well he was a confederate general So yeah. was, so A he was a traitor oh, So
0: so, so, the, so, the, so the statues are because he was confederate
1: He was a confederate general
0: Because I feel like it's like too on the nose to be like We're erecting this statue to the founder of the KKK <laughs> I'm
1: just was asking incidental. if there were
0: other things That they were saying about him
1: no, no. So basically, and also um, Forrest Gump was named after this guy. What? Because his name was Ned, uh, Nathan Bedford
0: Forrest.
1: Oh. So the, the guy who wrote Forrest Gump, named Forrest Gump after because him. Because he was
0: a racist? I don't know.
1: Okay. I don't know. I hated that movie.
0: Okay, I bet you did. I fucking hated that movie. Yeah, Why you do don't you... like Whimsy.
1: That is, no, it's, I love Whimsy. You don't
0: like Whimsy or Tom Hanks?
1: <laughs> Those are two of my favorite things. How dare you? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. I just thought it was an interesting thing. I don't know if the guy who wrote Forrest Gump was a racist.
0: Right. Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah, I don't again.
1: think that he probably... He probably wasn't. Um, but there's this whole thing, right? That's the whole thing with... The, that's why the South is problematic, because there's, like, this veneer that a lot of people want to just be like, but it's our culture, and, like, right. it's our heritage. And so when you t- when you guys want to take down the statue of this general... You're assaulting our heritage Yeah Like yeah but your heritage Is about like Vile evil shit Right Also you had some Cool little debutante dances And you made good tea But it's not enough You know what I mean We're taking a fucking statue down It's not enough
0: (laughs) But also it's like Well there's other parts Of your history That you don't even know about like, like hmm. that's the other thing. It's not about erasing history. It's like actually, this part of history is not something we want to glorify. But there are other parts of history that we can revere. I think you like hit there would have the been good people at the time, sure, of course. doing really good things. Yeah. He's not one of them. He wasn't doing good things, so don't make a statue out of him. Make I, a statue out of someone else who was doing good things. I know,
1: I know. You're, hit, no, you're exactly right. The, you hit the nail on the head with the word glorify. That's mm. what it is. Because, right. like, the whole thing, like, like people who defend this sort of thing, it's like, you're, yeah. like, denying, like, his, Like how are people going to learn about history? And it's like, well, people aren't, like, learning about history because of a fucking statue. Right. You know what I mean? They can, they can read about history. They're erasing
0: history. it from history. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're just, you're just not glorifying it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was the first grand wizard of the KKK. Although he, tra- he did later in life, he tried to disband it, the KKK, because he was critical. He said they were too violent. Oh, wow. Yeah, except uh, a little bit later I'll get into how he was a giant hypocrite.
0: What was the point then? What do you mean? <laughs> to be like, they're too violent. It's like, you I just wanted us and... to talk.
1: I just wanted mild I just, torture. I just
0: wanted to create a group where we could kind of sit in the kitchen and talk about how we hated black people.
1: Yeah, so they engaged in terrorist raids against African Americans and white Republicans at night, employing intimidation, destruction of property, assault, and murder. Uh, to achieve its aims and influence upcoming elections.
0: Jesus Christ. And like, you know, they were embedded. The thing was you never know. You never knew who was in the campaign. I mean, K- that was K- the game. point.
1: Yeah, that's the, the whole anonymity thing. Ugh. Also, I, re- I referenced Republicans, but you know that back then Republicans were not the, the same as they are now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They were the good guys back then. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, sure <laughs> they, times I'm, change. I'm sure they would characterize themselves that way too. <laughs> but so so they actually, there was pushback though. So the Republicans, the good guys back then, they did organize militia to break up the Klan. There was an anti Ku Klux Klan act passed in Congress, uh, basically like outlawing the Ku Klux Klan and allowing like, the government to use force against them. So that's all cool stuff, right? I mean, that's. I think it's yeah, good. Like, yeah, the, yeah, there's yeah. a that recognition, like a step like, in the
0: right direction that we like, are we're not actually on board with this.
1: Yeah, and so that act actually resulted in a bunch of counties being placed under martial law, thousands and it of arrests. Except eleven years later, the U.S. Supreme Court declared that act unconstitutional. Oh. Yeah, so they reversed it. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, but then um in the right but then
1: reconstruction this is a thing that we're going to talk about in the future someday reconstruction yeah capital r that's that's what they refer to as the period after the civil war right basically trying to build up uh the south and deal with the fact that you had millions of new citizens yeah right
0: that's true yeah.
1: so that's a very you know that was always going to be a hard task
0: yeah fuck.
1: made harder by the fact that the kkk existed yeah, yeah,
0: but it, made, it makes sense that it was fraud.
1: But after the Reconstruction Era, the KKK sort of receded for a while, okay, and they didn't come, they didn't spring back into prominence until guess when?
0: Seven hundred and three A.D. <laughs> yeah.
1: there was a massive immigration in the nineteen tens, and that's another time the KKK re- there was a oh, resurgence. Jews. Yep, basically. And Slavs.
0: Oh they didn't like They didn't care about and Jews before Catholics
1: And I don't I'm sure that they weren't But I don't even know that. Were there any Jews in America In the Civil War I'm sure there were I'm an idiot they Of course there were Jews, yeah.
0: Jews are everywhere Brian <laughs> Um <laughs> Okay, that's very interesting. So it's it's definitely more of an anti-immigration.
1: Well, so it, the, the thing that's fascinating about it, or, or actually not even fascinating, the thing that you could have predicted is, like, it's always, like, gained strength whenever, like... So the first time was freed slaves. Mm. Fuck that! Sure. Second time is lots of immigration. Fuck that! The third time was in the mid-century civil rights.
0: But so Those things coincide with upheaval and uncertainty like i know what you're Mm -hmm. saying with like getting hit by like people getting hit by cars and stuff Mm -hmm. i know what you're saying but you can't divorce it from an extreme economic and social uncertainty yeah
1: it's a reaction fertile ground it's a reaction oh i i agree
0: the soil was black and moist except with the tears (laughs) of people unsure of what was going to happen to them
1: well i'll tell you what was going to happen to them the slaves
0: are freed
1: they were going to be beaten down uh, like the dogs that they are because we cannot allow a rabid dog to go running through our neighborhood you gotta beat him down no
0: i'm not agreeing with that
1: oh well you said
0: no i feel like it's a trap yeah you're right like what often do i have to say that that was a trap
1: anyway so that's a brief uh just you know that's this is like the kkk started in tennessee right after reconstruction resurgence 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 and now in the modern era there's a bit of a resurgence the trump era one could say there's a connection there
0: yeah sure makes sense
1: there have been instances though this was a this is just like a little we're just going to take a little wander down this little side path cool. if you don't mind um superman yeah you familiar with Superman,
0: sure, heard of him. Yep. Oh, are you telling me he was in the KKK?
1: No, but he he um, he um, he he kind of was instrumental in like disbanding them for a little while. What? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, so right after uh, World War Two, civil rights thing, so the Klan experienced a big resurgence. They had more members, and they started to gain more political influence. So this guy went undercover to sort of infiltrate the group. So he attended meetings, um, he, he learned Isn't about that their secrets. Isn't that sequence. movie? That's a great movie. This is, that's a different example. Oh. The Black Klansman. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. I, I recommend that movie. I love that movie. Oh, did you see yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a true story.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm actually going to stand. Are you? Yeah.
1: So you don't fucking pass out? Yeah. Good. Good for you.
0: It's not because I don't want to listen. It's because I'm tired and I sitting down makes me feel like I'm going to pass out. This is going to work for me.
1: So um, this guy infiltrated the clan. It's this is not uh, Ron
0: Weasley.
1: No, <laughs> this is the worst the karaoke bar I've ever been to. By the way,
0: <laughs> yeah, because now I'm sort of standing. Up this is the,
1: the worst karaoke bar in the world. These songs suck. <laughs> They're all about the clan, and I don't like it. That's a different guy. It was wrong. I, anyway, let's. You're, you're sidetracking me. Okay. Anyway, so this guy infiltrated the clan, and um, he gave this information to the police. But the police were like partly like intimidated and also partly infiltrated by the clan, the clan Yeah, exactly. so they weren't going to do shit right so he's like well fuck what can i do like I, he learned like because like we, we forget now because it's like now like you it's know everybody knows about all the clan stuff right but yeah. at the to- for a long time it was all very shrouded in mystery mm-hmm. and so he found out like all these rituals all these like little code things yeah. and the police weren't interested or they were afraid so he was like, "Fuck it, I'll take I'll take my findings to the editors of the Superman comic." Oh. So Superman, like, that's
0: a curveball during
1: World War II. That seems
0: like the kind of idea someone has at like 3 a.m. when they can't sleep.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, right.
0: what do I do with this information? Oh my god! I'll
1: tell <laughs> Superman. I'm going to tell Superman. So yeah, so during World War II, like superman's big enemy was the nazis but now the world the war's over he needed like a new enemy oh my so this God. guy pitched the idea like dude let's have superman fight the clan and not only that but like i've got all this like dirt on the clan like yeah. these are all their silly rituals and stuff so they ran like a 16 episode like superman thing and they like, exposed and they like
0: exposed the like
1: backstory. all the stuff and basically like it was all presented in like a really mocking tone
0: yeah which is how you do
1: yeah, and so then, like, the, for, for, the, for, the, for a few years after that, like, they had zero new members.
0: Mm. Like, like
1: th- everyone was like, oh, that's, that's completely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, it'd be cool if that was the end of the story, but it's fun.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: And then here's a quick, I'll run through a quick list of some of the clan's greatest hits.
0: Oh, please. Okay.
1: This one, I think, is interesting. Okay, this is called the Fort Pillow Massacre.
0: Fort Pillow yeah. Massacre. I, I mean, it's not a tough name, is it? what do you mean what pillow it just sounds like Fort me. Pillow seems
1: like it'd be easy to it's, take
0: it's, it sounds like they had a f- pillow fight
1: yeah what I find interesting about this is do you remember there was that episode of Community or it was a yeah. two part episode
0: they had a pillow fight where
1: they had the Fort the, the Fort the port, pillow port. and not only that but they presented it as like um, a Civil War documentary yeah they did right well, isn't, isn't, that that,
0: isn't that clever no, I, I didn't really know that didn't yeah connect those things. it
1: has to be right the Fort Pillow massacre um, yeah, so it, during this was during the Civil War. So the the Union, the North, um, they started enlisting um, black people, black men, and be like, fuck it. You guys want to fight with us? Yeah. And they were like, yes, we do. So uh, the Confederate president, Jefferson Davis, he promised to execute captured black troops. Jesus Christ. The, we're not doing that with the captured white troops. That was all very gentlemanly. And, you know, yes. but the, if they, if they cap, caught a black dude, uh, execute him. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, the white Union troops were taken as prisoners of war, but the black guys were killed or re-enslaved. Mm-hmm. So at this battle of Fort Pillow, our old friend, General Nathan Bedford Forrest. Now, remember I told you that he had a change of heart and he quit the Klan because oh, he yeah. thought they were too violent? Yeah, so <laughs> back, in there. back Back in the day, though. Really
0: just had a sabbatical.
1: He slaughtered uh, an estimated 300 surrendering black soldiers.
0: Jesus.
1: Some even as they lay wounded in hospital tents. Uh, oh. Two dozen others were castrated. Ugh. But yeah, yeah, sure. Put up a statue of that guy. That seems cool He seems like A a decent southerner
0: That's what I mean Like all the arguments Against it To be like Oh they're Trying to rewrite history And all of this stuff It's like What are you doing? What are you doing? Have you read the story Of what that guy did? Have you read about The kind of person This person was? And do you want A statue of him In your town?
1: To be fair though He insisted that The massacre He said the massacre Never happened Um, Uh Oh But he also said There had been no surrender (laughs) It's a bit of a mixed message there. Never happened, but I mean, even, even if it did happen, they didn't surrender, so it was okay. So it
0: was a Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was one. Um, there's another one, the New Orleans Massacre. This took place in 1866, so a year after. Yeah, a year after, sorry. Um, so there was this uh, constitutional convention, and there were all of these ex Confederate guys again, and they were led by the mayor of New Orleans. And they opened fire on a parade of 130 black men celebrating the convention. And then those guys went on to attack everyone in the convention hall. By the time they ran out of ammunition, 238 people were dead. A lot of those dead, the majority of those were black union veterans, federal unions. Federal troops arrived too late. Um, the mayor did lose his office, but there were no charges made for anyone involved. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the attackers blamed the black paraders... For inciting the violence. Because they said that um, they were trying to expand voting rights. Wow. So they had to kill them.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a. I won't go through. Um, there's a lot more. Um, they're all kind of depressing, as you would imagine. Yeah. There was one, which there is another good... There's a documentary that's worth watching. This is the Tulsa Race Riot, which they just commemorated. Yeah. Yeah. That was June 1st, actually.
0: I... Yeah,
1: that's a fascinating. I think there's a
0: podcast episode somewhere it's unhelpful information mm. about a woman whose grandmother survived that horrendous. It's yeah. not the kind of thing you imagine having happened in recent memory, but it didn't happen that long ago.
1: Did not happen that long ago. Nineteen sixty one. It's very interesting too because I mean, like that was a thriving community. That was a thriving Black community.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it was interesting too because it was like, like a lot of sort of marginalized people. Um, it was like well so the, so, the, so the majority group in power Is like well you can't do this and you can't do this And you can't do this But people are fucking resourceful And so it's like okay well then we'll do this other thing yeah. And then they thrive at it yeah. And then the, yeah. the other people were like Well fuck that that's not what we meant that's not,
0: Yeah that's not what we meant when we made those <laughs> right. rules
1: Like that's the whole thing with like um, all, Like, like the, the big Jewish stereotype Right about like you know mm. Greedy Jews and stuff It was like well, because the fucking Christian Bible was like usury is wrong and if you are a money lender, you're a bad person. So, mm-hmm. you dirty Jews, you go and do that. Right. And so they were like, well, you're not going to let us fucking do anything else. So, yeah. fine, we'll do that. The money and then right. and then it, it, it turns out like they're, they're able to fucking thrive doing that and then it's like, oh, you fucking greedy bastard. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You
1: know? It's like, well, you can't win, can you? Can you, Joe? <laughs> Take it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the deal with
1: elevators <laughs> uh, let me put this in context I'm sitting down like a professional podcaster Joe is wandering around the bar with the mic in her hand looking like she's about to burst in a song or start her comedy routine <sighs> I feel
0: very comfortable like
1: give me a tight five give me a tight five what you got
0: I'm not doing that
1: come on what Are you, you got what you got no, it's just, um, you know...
0: Well, what have you... Did you learn anything from doing the research about the KKK?
1: Yeah, they are a poison Something that, that needs to be about. stamped out and resisted. And <laughs> did I'm you not do any, kidding. Do
0: you know anything about the KKK today?
1: Well, I mean, there was the uh, the stuff in actually in um, Them, the book Them. Mm. There was that chapter so
0: that's years with from.
1: Tom Robb. Yeah, yeah, I mean, today... Well today what you have is You have this rebranding right? right So you have the alt right You have guys like Richard Spencer um, You know Richard Spencer no. P- Look up uh, Richard Spencer get punched in the face It's oh, get punched. the most beautiful thing you'll ever see in I'm, life. A,
0: I'm anti-violence
1: I know but it's so beautiful though <laughs> It's really so beautiful, and then people did like all these remixes of it and like it really? to music. It's just, it's great. Richard
0: Spencer. Richard Spencer. Okay, uh-huh. It's, it's just
1: absolutely beautiful. We'll uh, but no, That's so they, like, like like Tom Tom Rob and and those guys like they so they tried to sort of they're trying to do this like friendlier face for the clan, right? So their whole thing now is like, we don't hate anyone. We just think that everyone should just sort of stay with their kind, and we don't think like we're we're better than anyone else it's just like you know but I mean I don't I just get along better with my own people you know
0: he's done a college speech
1: Who Richard Spencer Richard
0: Spencer speech at University of Florida oh he starts crying don't feel
1: sorry for him he is a bad person and big fucking deal. He it. just got hit in the face. You know what I mean? It was a
0: painful punch. Whatever.
1: He fucking deserves it. He's disgusting. He's yeah. a bad person.
0: Sure. No, I don't. He's a bad, doubt bad it. person. I don't doubt it. He looks gross.
1: But that is an example of the face of like modern day sort of racism. Fucking Tucker Carlson. I mean, this is a, a Fox News, like one of the top fucking hosts, and he's on there talking about like replacement theory. Right. You know, I mean, so so they're 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 rebranding themselves as like kinder, gentler. But like with that book, then remember there was that part where He's
0: like, yeah, we don't use the N word anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then remember there was that part though where he just happened to be sort of like he overheard them talking like when they thought he wasn't around. Yeah. And they were just vicious and horrible, yeah. and you're just like so it's yeah,
0: just you're, you're changing your outward it, like. That's
1: all it is. That's why it's like. Yeah, so all of that stuff—it's all just code for the same old shit, right? right. And then, and then, like the whole like, I—I r- I also feel like there's an element of, for certain, like, white people, it's like, deep down inside, they're like, man, we really fucking mistreated people for a long time. If they ever get in power, we're fucked. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which
1: you know, it's like, I mean, other than like, I suppose, like, it's such a controversial topic. We should, we should do something. Not we should do do something about it, but we should do something like to learn about it, like the whole white farms in South Africa thing. Like that's a right, huge thing. Right, like right.
0: The taking taking them back.
1: Yeah, but we should do something about that.
0: We do something. <laughs> I remember it was like a thing uh, when all of that was start, starting to kick off, and pretty sure our immigration minister in Australia uh, was talking about how those people should be. We need to help them. The Australia, white yeah, 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 yeah. Australia like notoriously turning back like literally everyone
1: whoever asks for help yeah yeah and then like this thing's
0: happening it's like okay we need to create a special visa for these people really wow yeah i'm pretty sure it's peter dutton white south africans
1: but if i had to tie this in yeah so i mean let's tie this into the actual topic of extremism right i mean i think that even though you are being weirdly sort of Namby-pamby, like trying to see both sides. I think even you in your current mood would classify the KKK as extremists. Am I right?
0: So Home Affairs Minister Peter Peter Dutton wanted a fast track for white South African farmers uh, who were facing persecution at the hand of a black majority government. He said that they would abide by our laws, integrate into our society, work hard, and not lead a life on welfare.
1: Can't help those people, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're used uh, to a certain standard of living. They're not going to take being poor very yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a
0: sense of mutual, this is the commentary on it, mutual racial purpose in white men's countries. Whoa. Like Australia, South Africa, and North America. Wow. Very interesting.
1: Very uh, upfront.
0: A shared fondness for racial exclusion and segregation. No, this is the article. He's not saying
1: that. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we have a we have a shared <laughs> racial purpose. dude
1: that's i mean that's a testament to how fucking crazy the world is now yeah, like thought i, I he thought, thought he could have just said that so that was our, okay so anyway yeah, yeah. let's get back to this so kkk extremism yes or no uh, yes or no. <laughs> right, it's okay.
0: not a test it's not a test tall, pro yeah you're <laughs> yeah obviously
1: no okay well thanks for listening everyone Bye. and keep it Keep it uh keep it white.
0: Keep it front. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it looks perfect then.